You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. I am in Tulsa today. Uh, I've been up in Tulsa for a couple of days playing in a golf tournament. Uh, the Oklahoma State match play up in Owasso at the Patriot. Amazing golf course, having a great time. Um, actually, my first round is today, which by the time you're listening to this, hopefully I won. Uh, so, but I'm in Tulsa and um, I love coming to Tulsa. It's, I should probably come here more, more often, but um, when I was coming to Tulsa, I thought, well, where am I going to stay? And uh, I was supposed to stay with a friend but at his in-laws but his in-laws turned their spare room into a sewing room so I needed a place to stay and the only place that came to my mind was the Ambassador Hotel Uh, they have great social media presence and with our Instagram I always seem to connect with them so I reached out and said well why don't we do a podcast and why don't we figure some stuff out so this is what we're doing today Um, I'm sat with the general manager and uh, Nora Miller and We've just been chatting about just the love of Tulsa. So thank you so much for for giving me an amazing stay here. This has been awesome. It's my pleasure. It's what we do. Uh, And just, you know, I think diving into the history of the building, it's 1929, I think, is it's a historic listed building, right? Yes, it's listed on the National Register of Historic Places, built in 1929. So she's an old grandam of Tulsa. Definitely. And the one thing for me, like, I travel quite a bit. I've traveled quite a bit growing up, playing golf around the world, stuff like that. Um, Lucky, very, very fortunate to have that. Uh, But one of the things that is a big pet peeve of mine when I travel is water pressure in hotels. I gotta say, last night after playing a practice round in 100 degree heat, I probably had one of the best showers I've ever had. It was, the water pressure was amazing. (laughs) That's incredible. I like that everyone has their little thing that they care about in a hotel room. Water pressure is, is kind of new to hear, so I'm glad we nailed it. Yeah, because, yes. I mean, you know, you, you travel, you go to a hotel, and, and I'm not, like, tall in, like, kind of the U.S. terms, but I'm, I guess I'm over six feet, so, like, average for the world, I'm kind of tall, and you yeah. go to some tiny little hotel in Paris, and you think, oh, this is beautiful, and the water pressure sucks. You can basically just about get under the tap. It's a trickle. <laughs> oh, it's awful. But I had a great, that was an awesome shower last night. Yes. Especially after, after spending an hour four hours on a golf course in 100 degree heat. I can only imagine. That's excellent. I'm glad to hear. Yeah. um, But yeah, it was awesome. Had a great night's sleep after. Obviously, I was pretty tired last night. Um, Had dinner at the chalkboard and uh, Taylor recommended that I sit on the patio and I thought, well, it's kind of hot, but as soon as the sun went down, it was great. You guys have a new patio, right? Yes. It just got completed in May, which was good timing considering the like craziness going on today yeah. so it's been really popular yeah what well, I mean I know a lot of businesses are struggling or have had to change and stuff with social distancing and you know COVID and, and just the uncertainty of everything that's happening every day seems to be something new yeah how's that been it must be really hard it was I think the uncertainty is the hardest part because with a hotel, we have standards and procedures and they're in place and this is what you do in these circumstances, but every day there's something new right yeah. now. Like in March when this all started happening, we didn't know what the next week was gonna look like and that's how it's been through all of this. You don't know if, you're, if something comes out where you need to change something and so we're definitely sort of flying by the seat of our pants a right. little bit more than we usually do. But I mean, I think it's also, 
I think on a positive note, it's shown me how adaptable mm-hmm. we can be as humans and, and the hotel and my staff have been really great. So I think overall we've, yeah. we're, we've conquered it. We've got this. Yeah. And now it's just a matter of adapting to this new normal that we're living in. That you're right. Yeah. It's, it is a new normal and it's, uh, it's just strange, isn't it? Like when you look back six months ago, you're like, oh, everything's fine. I, it's been a wild, wild ride for everyone. And so it is, it's just really strange. And it does sort of seem like even when COVID is taken care of, I don't think, I don't think the climate of like rampant disinfection is going to change. I, I, I sort of feel like that's going to be here. And so we just need to like adapt our procedures and cleaning methods and not that we were unclean, but this is a different level. Yeah. 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 I I was listening to someone talk the other day and they said, you know, every time I go out now, I just have a sanitizer with me, which I didn't before that. Or I go to the gas station and I pump my gas, but then I go in and wash my hands, which it's great for everybody if everyone does that, right? This just raised kind of our level of awareness. I think it's turned everyone into a like low level germaphobe at least. <laughs> yeah. And then now, and, and if you were already pretty germ focused, you'd kicked it up to oh, 11. Yeah. So yeah. I just think we're all sort of very cognizant of that and aware, and we're just doing our best right, right. now to, I think as much as protect ourselves, but be courteous to what mm-hmm. other people might feel. Yeah. So you, are uh, you born and raised in Tulsa? No, okay. I moved here, um, a few years ago in 2013, met my husband the day I moved. My stuff and I <laughs> nice. came to Tulsa and I met my husband. And so it was Tulsa. So from the very first day that I sat in Tulsa, there's been a good yeah. vibe. And I come from much smaller towns and I just love, I love Tulsa. Yeah. So he, he's from here. He's from Broken Arrow, but I think he thinks of himself more as like right. Tulsa. And there's a, there's a weird disconnect between like Chris... My husband really wanted to live downtown and we can afford to do that in Tulsa, which is very exciting. And so he's, we're separate from the, from the like suburbs and. Sure. What, so what, what did you, well, I guess why, why did you move here? For a job. Oh, yeah. it's for work. Okay. Yeah. I moved here to manage a different hotel, unnamed. So you were already in the industry that was kind of like, that's where your profession yeah. was? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've been in the industries for, I don't know, 17 years now. Okay. Maybe. So. I guess I, I assume you would have heard of the hotel then by the time you moved here because it's quite well known. So this is what I kind of love about my ambassador. I hadn't. Okay. It's not, we're sort of a, like a secret in the sense that a lot of locals don't know we're here. Sure. If you're traveling to Tulsa and you're researching hotels, then obviously we start to pop up. Number one on TripAdvisor, yeah. number one U.S. World News again and again like we we're very well known but most um most Tulsans don't know of us because yeah. we're not snazzy or, or sure. flashy you like a giant just, sign outside right yeah. right we're sort of we like to be sort of the quiet yeah classically elegant hotel well that's kind of the that was looking into the history like that was kind of what it was for right when it was opened up it was very you know business type and and you know what well, the Wikipedia page says that I assume that's why it was it was meant uh, General Patrick Hurley built the hotel back in the 20s because he had made some money mm-hmm. um, related to oil he was actually the lawyer for 
I believe the Osage Nation and their oil rights. So yeah. he had gotten he'd gotten a nice chunk of change from that and was building a house and realized he didn't have a place to stay. So he built the ambassador. As to you do. Basically, <laughs> why not? Yeah. To be a place for him while his house was built in Maple Ridge and then to sort of from there be the hotel of choice for oil barons. Yeah. And sadly, he never—he was offered a pretty good job, right? And never returned. He—he he really didn't. As soon as the hotel was built, he was off on his uh, appointment to—I believe Secretary of War. I think yeah. he was the first Oklahoman to be appointed to the cabinet. So he um, really rarely returned to Tulsa after that. Yeah, I'm just reading the Wikipedia page, and you're right. It says that President. President Hoover chose him to be Secretary of War, so you kind of have to go to work after that, right? I, it's I kind don't of know a big deal. You, I don't know how you turn that down, really. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, and from there, it was... It, what's interesting that I think is sort of a funny coincidence is after Secretary of War, he was appointed ambassadorships, but he had named the Ambassador Hotel prior to that. It was just a oh, coincidence okay. that suddenly he became ambassador to countries like yeah. um, Saudi Arabia and China after sure. the fact. Yeah. Zany. Very. So this hotel has a rich history. I think so. I yeah. think it's, I mean, any old, any building a hundred years old is going to have its share, but I think ambassador especially, she's just, she's seen so many changes and she's seen so many people come in and out of her doors. I think of her like almost like a part of our family. I can't help it. You personalize, I guess. Yeah. And so I think she's she has a lot of tales to tell. Yeah, and I mean, just staying here and walking around and like everything obviously has been updated, but it just has that, you keep that old feel to it. Like the room we're in right now, the library, it feels, I mean, we could have stepped back in time and this would be the same, right? We try. I don't. I think our um, the owner of the company and the person that developed the property called it like neo antique, yeah. where we try to respect and and, and honor mm -hmm. the past, but still, obviously, we want people to be comfortable. Water pressure, for okay. example. Hundred percent. So yeah. so we try to make things comfortable, but keep it still in the vein. Yeah. That she was intentioned. Yeah. So. Um, 55 rooms? 55, yes. Okay. Uh, and uh, how many floors is it? There's nine guest room floors. Okay. If you count this mezzanine level as a floor. Yeah. But you can also call this first floor and then the basement. Okay. And then I assume the room, do the rooms get bigger as they go up? Uh, rooms are all kind of the same on each floor. Okay. So if you're in a corner king on one floor, it's going to be the same. Yeah each floor with with some exceptions based on fitness center and things but sure. they're all incredibly large rooms yeah they are yeah because our our ownership also wanted it to feel more like a like a upscale european where those rooms are so sure. huge and well appointed and so he tried to he tried to do the same so yeah. there there's not as many rooms as you would think but that's because they're about double the size right because if you'd see a lower kind of scaled hotel around off the side of a highway there would be twice as many rooms right there, and this for the same size building there would and yeah. some boutique hotels go smaller well you said you'd been to paris mm -hmm. some of those rooms though beautiful right. can be quite small as well it just each hotel has its different yeah different vibe yeah you're right i think that's I mean, I've just enjoyed it. It's been fun to stay here, and, and, and I look forward to coming back, for sure. I think my wife would enjoy it. Uh, 
we'd have to find someone to take care of the dogs. But. No, we're pet friendly. Love Are you dogs. Really? Love, love no dogs. Way. Yes, it's a fifty dollar fee, but yeah. we make up for it because we put a pet bed in the room. They oh, get food I mean, and water bowls. Yeah. They get like a little bag of treats. Love. I bring my dog to work like half the time. Oh, that's that's made my day. That has. We yeah. we could end the podcast now. That's awesome. <laughs> Let's go, guys. <laughs> calm um, calm down. What dog do you have? I I adopted him back in March. He's a like a pit bull mix, which uh-huh. I never thought was a breed. Sure. I had any sort of like interest in, but I was fostering him with a, his brother. Oh, and that's how they get you. Oh, fell in love. <laughs> fell in love. Like just just take him for the for the weekend, and then Monday, like, yeah, guys, I'm not bringing him back. Yeah, you don't get him. He's, he's mine. I actually yeah. did get him adopted, and and I had to hand him over and like cried. I oh, was, it's heartbreak. I was so upset, but then the person that adopted him didn't show up, so I was like. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, yes. meant to be. Yeah. Uh, that, that I'm re- that's really good because not a lot of hotels do that. Or if they do, they charge a lot more than $50. I think a lot of hotels realize that that your dogs especially, because you can't just leave them at home sure. like cats, are are a bar to travel. Like it's hard to travel when you have to worry about that extra yeah. Like responsibility, so a lot of them I think are pet friendly, but it's literally just like pay the fee. Have you, it's not special, I guess. Yeah. And like, um, the chalkboard just released a doggy menu. Oh really? Which I think is adorable. And genius too. And so it's not anything fancy or special, but if they're cooking up a ham, you can order like a hamburger or yeah. something like that for your dog as well while you're sitting out on the patio. Yeah, that's that's really cool. My wife's gonna love that. Um, yeah, because that's the one thing when, you know, we have two dogs and find my in-laws, they don't want to look after them. Uh, my dogs are kind of, well, I have two golden doodles, so they're kind of big. Um, and my in-laws, they, they've had done the dog thing. They don't want to take care of, you know, dogs or whatever. And, and they have a dog of their own too. And you can't send them to Wales. That's Sadly inconvenient. Sadly can't send them to Wales as much as my mum would love that. Um, <laughs> well, not, you know, and then finding someone to, or paying someone to take care of them, it's not you know to find a good place to take care of them right because they're basically like children yes um, if you're only a dog owner <laughs> i've know. learned all of this with since march yes. <laughs> how like the just the oh, the extra like just frustration i guess and figuring out okay well we're gonna travel and now this is what we need to do yeah um yeah it's quite expensive if you want to put in anything other than like a crate somewhere right yeah and if they well thankfully mine aren't too bad with traveling but like in the car um, but sometimes people, they, their dogs don't like to travel. Um, so the hotel was, it was like kind of closed for a while, right? And then it was reopened, it was renovated. Yes, it went through a bunch of, like I said, she's got a history. Yeah. <laughs> she has a past. Yeah. And so I think the 20s, she was really in her heyday. And then I think it might have been apartments for a while. And then in the 70s and 80s, it became like Section 8. Yeah. Uh, senior living so it was really quite rough at that point and then it and then it shut down as well and it was empty for I think 15 years before it was donated to the Catholic Charities yeah. group as a as like a tax write-off really yeah so they reached out to Paul Corey and asked him if this is some is if if this yeah. is a building he wanted to do some developing with and he ran with it from there and yeah. he, he um he really Obviously, he loves this building, and he really, they, I think, $5 million or something. Sure, yeah. But it kind of kicked off a lot of the sort of revitalization projects in this area. And then, then from there, Tulsa's had this huge renaissance 
right. because of people like Paul and a bunch of other investors that really wanted to build up the downtown again. Yeah, because obviously with the oil stuff going on and having to, you know, the whole Penn Bank and just all that kind of not a great time in anywhere really, but Tulsa was really hit by that. Yes. Um, I I wasn't here, yeah. but from what I understand, it it became quite like a ghost town where there wasn't a whole lot of business. A lot of the businesses, shopping malls and things had had like shifted to the south side area. And so it took some people with, an, I think some like long range thinking yeah. who were like, this is a, we want to cultivate this. We want to build this up. And they, they went from there. And luckily the ambassador, yeah. I think was one of the first hotels that came back to the downtown, though we're not technically in the IDL. Sure. Um, for everyone listening, sorry the maintenance crew's outside doing a great job of keeping everything trimmed and looking great. Uh, so if you can hear that, that's why. Uh, we are recording this a little bit early in the morning, so I apologize. Uh, but yeah, it's it's cool to have that vision, right? To have someone come in and say, you know, we're going to restore this. We're going to bring it back to its former glory and make it be a real part of this city, which is exactly what it is. I think so, and it's... It's some. It's someone that knows the value and doesn't cut corners and has a vision and mm-hmm. wants it to be that. And so, it was well invested. It continues to be well invested. I never, yeah. um, never have to count pennies or anything because the goal is always to keep her sure her best and looking top notch. Yeah, which is, I mean, not a lot of people can say that. I don't think in the, in in the hospitality industry like when you need beds you need you know especially travel especially now when no one's traveling as much you need you know heads in beds you need to make that money but at the end of the day like you've got to spend the money on the experience and maintain right yes so yes and i can speak from personal experience managing many hotels that this is the first one where i feel that the owner really believes that it's important to continually reinvest and is never has never once said to me, we can't afford that right now. Right. And that is why I will never, they will have to drag me out of this place. Yeah. I love it so much because it's, it's such a, an unusual thing in our industry. Yeah. You don't have to worry about like sending your, your P&L sheet off every month and being like, you know, kind of nervous about, Hey, I hope he doesn't see that I've spent this much on this. No. Yeah. Yeah. And he understands the importance of investing in our human people as well. And that, they're that they're all individuals and that they need to be cultivated yeah what's so talk a little bit more about that like your experience from like because not you know people can hear the they can see the reviews they can hear from people that have stayed here but they don't know things from the manager's side they don't know things that like that that you just said that people don't know that kind of side of things is there anything else that's totally different or just that stood out compared to other hospitality jobs that you've had the it's it's a little dirty to say but the money is huge a, a company that's willing to put money back in the people in the building. In addition, I think it's just we're very small. We're a very small hotel. There's only 20 of us really working to maintain them and yeah. work the hotel, and it means we can form quite tight bonds, whereas at larger hotels with larger staff, I can't always yeah. accommodate that. But here it means it feels much more like family, for good and bad. It means... Yeah. Or do we bicker sometimes? Sure, but just as if it's a brother, sister, you come back around and you realize, you know, you're a family. So yeah. I think that's the other thing. There's a culture here that we all love the place um, and we want to 
maintain it and yeah. keep the pride. We yeah. like the we have pride in it. Right, like you said, because there's only twenty of you. It's it's the accountability is much. It's there, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. if someone does something that's just a little bit out of line, you know, it's it's much easier to get them to go the right way with twenty people rather than. 150 people and someone's not doing their job but you don't know they're not doing their job correctly for six months it's very yeah it's it's much much easier to maintain and we have a lot of long-term employees who have been here over a decade even and so it means they know what to do they know their jobs and honestly it's when we hire a new person you can tell right away if they're going to work or not Mm. and it's as much are they a fit with our our group of people, our family, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I love these people. Yeah. Well, and like you said, they're gonna have to drag you out of here because you love working. Here. Mm-hmm. Which, again, a lot of people in the hospitality industry, some don't say that very often. No, I certainly haven't said that at prior yeah. hotels. So I think when you've been in the industry a long time and you work here, you sort of know how special it is, sure. and you work very hard to keep it that way because you don't want to go back. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to go back. Yeah. So for people listening, um, you know, some of them have probably gone to in- Ambassador Tulsa on Instagram or they've gone to the website. Um, how, how, you know, how does, how, how, how do people find you? How do you do all that kind of stuff? Like what's, what's big marketing for you guys? Social media is where it's at these days. I think anyone will tell you that We've almost cut every other advertising budget, mm-hmm. print advertising. We don't have billboards anymore. That's in the past. It's all what you're doing online. Marriott, obviously, because we're a Marriott brand, sure. we get a lot of power through their ads and, and marketing, but mostly it is social media and and word of mouth, meaning online reviews. We, we're never at the top of your search engine yeah. unless you sort it by traveler ranking. And then that's where we pop up because otherwise so many of those hotels, sponsored hotels pop up and we don't bother paying for that because if people want to find us, they, we think they will. Yeah, definitely. And that, that's to that point, that's kind of like where like the, this is Oklahoma and and the ambassadors are like, I guess friendship started was I kept seeing things pop up on social media. I kept like seeing you guys have a constant presence and not just come to the hotel we have you know like not like spammy ad stuff like you generally care like the posts that you have they're engaging they're they're you know with the community and and it sounds like very much like how you treat everyone here it's just you just want to be part of the Tulsa family I think that I've never heard it put that way but I think it's very true I I like I said I love Tulsa very much I think it's a great city does it have flaws absolutely every city every city but I think there's so much great stuff here in Tulsa. We want to be ambassadors for Tulsa as well. And so I think that's always a goal that at least at least 25% to 50% of our posts are not going to necessarily be about the hotel, but about something else. And hey, by the way, if you want to stay here while visiting Gathering Place or going to see a concert, we're here too, sort yeah. of. And that's another great thing too, is like, because the city has been growing and there's more restaurants popping up and the BOK draws so many people from around the country. Um, you know, now the gathering place is, you know, voted, was it best place, best outdoor? It was it had like a number one something. It did. I think it was the number one new park or something. Right. It keeps popping up on its own list. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's great to be here because, you know, you have all these people coming into town and, and why not give them that older, you know, that experience of a small boutique hotel with so much history. Um, 
do you have kind of have like a demographic for your kind of guests? I think it's definitely a traveler that's looking for an independent experience. Mm-hmm. We're not a we're not a we're with Marriott, but we're their autograph brand, which gotcha. means we are afforded a lot more creativity to be ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's not gonna be the same courtyard in every city yeah. that's that's held by their standards. We get to be ourselves. And so it's an independent stay. It's not like any other stay. Right. There are three other ambassador hotels that um, Corey Hospitality owns and manages as well, but mm-hmm. they're independent and individual as well. Okay. So I think you're looking for a traveler that's that's wanting a unique experience that they can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Quiet. Yeah, definitely. We're definitely quiet. And so it's usually couples. Sure. Um, it's not it's not huge, so it's not built for a big corporate event, but definitely a, a corporate traveler looking for comfort who can afford our rates. So yeah. um, board board members of big companies and various other executives stay with us. We're very, we're very lucky. We get a very upscale clientele Mm -hmm. um, and also people just looking for a special experience. And so it's nice to be a part of their memories. Yeah, definitely. I think just kind of seeing, you know, just people last night on, you know, having dinner or having a few drinks or even this morning at breakfast. um, Well, and also like you, you can come and have, you can dine here. You don't have to be a, guest of the hotel you can come and dine here you, know, you can walk in have dinner or whatever bring or your patio. dog to the patio yeah that's yeah. awesome um i was gonna ask someone else i can't remember what it was um yeah you said quiet it was quiet like i mean granted i know there's not a lot of people traveling at the moment but still like it's not you know you know it's not busy streets you don't have you don't you know you don't have people screaming people screaming yelling outside um you know even when you're in a room next to somebody like it's you know, have people banging on the walls or kids running around. Like, it's it's just a nice place to be, right? It's supposed to be rather serene. When, um, when you have celebrities come into Tulsa, some of them stay at Hyatt, some of them stay at Mayo, but the, I think the ones looking for real anonymity mm-hmm. will stay with us because we're off the beaten track. Again, a lot of locals don't even know we're here. Right. And so they get to sort of come in quietly and have a have a stay where they're they get to be left alone and 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 some people prefer that so yeah. i think that's our market someone that wants quiet maybe sure but 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 individual yeah uh you mentioned you guys have like three other ambassadors is the is one of them in, is the oklahoma city one of them as well yes okay um is is that kind of the same building style like same i mean no they're completely individual but like is it is it completely individual or is it like kind of a similar it is so Corey usually takes historic buildings okay. so they're all different right so Oklahoma City if I'm not mistaken was an old medical okay training hospital maybe we should do a podcast with that too yes yeah. <laughs> definitely have to do that all of the hotels have their own history and 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 uniqueness and we try to cultivate that so uh, Oklahoma City is an amazing property. Wichita and then Kansas City are yeah. other markets for our ambassadors. We have some other hotels in other cities, but they're not yeah. ambassadors. What um, What do you love most about, like, I mean, I, I'm sure working here, you've probably stayed here as well. <laughs> what do you love working? You know, what do you love the most about being here? So I think I'm very much a people person. Mm-hmm. And so... For a hotel, I love 
talking to people and meeting new people. I love, love when it's someone that really wants to explore Tulsa and I get to really, and they're listening and they really want to try some great restaurants or, um, a, a funky experience or something like that. That's really fun. And then otherwise it's just that here I really get to be creative. If I decide that I want to put copies of the hundred best things to do in Tulsa in the rooms, I can do that. And I'm not, I'm not restricted, and so there's a real freedom that I just sure. makes it very exciting to come to work every day. It never feels like the same. Yeah, and like you keep referring to the hotel as her, right? Like you've, you've put a, you know, you've put made this hotel into kind. Of, it's kind of like an old ship, right? Like old sailors and stuff. They call it in, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that's kind of what first thing came to my mind was like, oh, sailors kind of do that with like their ships. Like they call them, you know her or him or like they give them a personality I think it is it's like a personification because she create she will have her bad days too where <laughs> right where she 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 wants to shut down but but we we get her back up and running yeah I feel I'm very fond of her yeah she's my tell. lady yeah it's it's something that um you know like when you make it personal you make a personal relationship with you know, especially work, like you just, you're excited to come in every day, mm-hmm. right? It must, it must make it, you know, and I, I, I say this a lot, like it, there's days it's going to be like work and you have to do paperwork and you have to deal with other things and someone, you know, whatever it is. But for the most part, I assume because you keep, you know, the, just the way you're speaking about it, you love coming to work. I do. Yeah. I love the people. I love the building. I love the city. Done. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's it I think the more I'm here the more I'm like learning little things and just it makes sense right everything little little details like you know even the the chairs or whatever it is that we're saying like everything just it all comes together and all ties into the direction of the brand even though this is very personal personal space personal building it's unique in its own way but it's all moving in the right you know exactly who you are when you're in this building Right. And the building knows exactly who it is. I think so. I think it's, we, we get to be ourselves. She gets to be her and we get guests who appreciate that Mm -hmm. and don't want a robotic everyday hotel stay. So it can be very bespoke. And I'm always amazed at even what my front desk staff or housekeepers do, um, outside their job duties, just because they want, yeah and love the building and the guests just as much. So mm-hmm. we're, we're very unique and I'm every day blessed. Yeah. Um, so for everyone listening, um, how can they reach out? How can they get involved? How can they stay? Social media at ambassador Tulsa on Instagram and Facebook. We've even got a Pinterest page up and up and going. Otherwise it's just calling the hotel and making reservations, booking online. I mean, we are out there. You, yeah, you can find us. Yeah. And same with the, with the restaurant too, which is fairly new, which I know that there's going to be a podcast coming with the restaurant, but for people listening now, they can go and I think it's Chalkboard Tulsa, is it? Yeah. At the Chalkboard Tulsa, I yeah. believe. And the Chalkboard actually was around even before us. No way. Yeah. I'm they were the restaurant that. when, um, it was Section 8 housing. Oh, wow. It, it's, been, it's known more locally than the hotel. It's got yeah. 
So it's got its own rich history that I won't spoil. Oh, I can't wait to listen to that yeah. find out. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, Nora, I, thank you so much for this. I really appreciate this. I'm, I had a great time staying here. Um, it's been it's been a great experience, and hopefully if I play well enough, I could stay another night too. <laughs> we'll see how Fingers today crossed. goes. Fingers crossed. Well, if nothing else, come back with your wife and dogs. I definitely need to do that. She... Uh, with all this stuff going on, I think just a getaway that's, you know, like I live kind of in Yukon, so two-hour drive is, is nothing, mm-hmm. like, but it'll still feel like a little mini vacation, especially if we can take the dogs. So I uh, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. And for everyone listening, go follow Ambassador Telstra on Instagram and go to the website. I'll post all the links down below and you can go to the Instagram and see all the amazing rooms and spaces. And yeah, you need to see this place. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.